Okay, go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Ball Girls podcast. My name is Haley McGoldrick. I'm Jordan Shakelli. Um, we want to say thank you for being with us today. We wanted to start this podcast because we are women in sports media and still never get taken seriously, even though we know much more than most of our male counterparts. So for me, I love college football, college basketball, NBA basketball, and then NFL football. And then Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, Major League Baseball. I like NFL football. And then I follow some NHL hockey. I kind of got bored of it, but I don't follow it as much anymore. <laughs> That's okay. Hopefully Toronto teams will do something to reignite that love for you. Home is Toronto, baby. <laughs> it's where we both are. Unfortunately, we can't be together right now, obviously, but we would love to be. We met doing sports journalism postgrad. Well, we're still doing that as Centennial, but we also came from universities where we had sport backgrounds. Jordan did her sports management bachelor's at Brock. I did well, I did biology at Laurier, but I did a bunch of sports stuff. So whatever, science rules. Ways out. <laughs> but we also played sports when we were little. So, well, Jordan still plays. I played soccer for 15 years from ages three to 18 until I aged out. I played for a year when I was 19, but it was like beer league. It doesn't count. And then I played kind of, we had like eight people show up to our games. Like we didn't even have enough girls to play 11 v 11. Like it was brutal, but that, and I played basketball for 10 years from when I was eight till I was 18. What about you, Jordan? Um, okay, so I started softball when I was seven. I still play, so going on to, I think it's 17 years. I don't know math, <laughs> but we're gonna go with that. Um, yeah, and then I played hockey for six years. I stopped because I don't even know why I stopped. I just stopped, just got That's tired dead. of it, honestly. Honestly, I did that with a few sports in between. Like, I was a blue belt in karate. I played rugby for a year. I played volleyball for a year. Like, I did a lot of things. I cheerleaded for a year. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> when I was in the eighth grade, I was on the, like, middle school cheerleading team. I was the base. Oh. To lift girls up, which is what we want to do. We want to lift girls up. That was the point of starting this podcast. I literally didn't even mean to do that. But here we are. So the reason we wanted to start this, we've been talking about doing a pod for a while, but the thing that kind of drove the podcast was Jordan's tweet that went viral. So you can talk about, the, about that a bit more. Can I speak English? No, but no. you can talk about that. Perfect. Um, yeah, no. So I got an Instagram DM around like late 2019 from some random guy. Um, and he's like, because in my profile, I had like sport management and like sport journalism. And I've taken them out now because I don't even want to deal with it anymore. But yeah, this guy's like, oh, you like sports? Let me quiz you. And I'm like, I'm in sport management. Like, I, I'm sport journalism, like, both those things. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And he asked me, like, who won the MLB as if there's another World Series? <laughs> who won the MLB World Series this past year? And then he put, he put, uh, I'm trying to think of, he put L just LA. Yeah, which team? Okay. Yes. I love that. <laughs> Um, and then he put Washington, and then he put who else? I think like Astros or something. I don't know. No. The Astros, yeah. But I was just like, he said, you can just Google it. It's easy. So I give up. And I'm like, okay, well, like that's a jab because why the hell would I have to Google that? Like it was Washington. It's the yeah. Nats. Like, thanks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just got pretty pissed off, and I was like, dude, I said I was in sport management. Um, 
I don't know why, like, I don't get this. And he's just like, oh, like, I thought I'd start easy on you. I know, I know, like, my batsies. And then I kind of just started R-bombing him. And then he still would reply to, like, my Insta stories. And I just kept R-bombing them. So, yeah. And I was called a spicy little thing. Disgusting. Absolutely. But, like, the my batsies, that, like, blew up on Twitter. I honestly posted that just as, like, a joke. Because it was from late 2019. I didn't think anyone was actually going to care about it. Literally, I thought maybe I would get, like, 10 likes on it kind of thing. Now I'm, like, 25 away from 10,000 likes on it. It's just kind of funny. Everyone go tell your friends to, like, Jordan's tweet so it can hit 10K. Thank you. (laughs) But Um, A brand deal with Wichert Sandwiches. I have (laughs) many. But I think 99% of women in sports media could relate to something like that. You know, you're going to have the odd girl who's, like, I've never dealt with that, but, like, most of us have. One girl reached out and said that. That she's never dealt with it. She's just like, there has to be more to the story. I'm like, I literally posted the DMs. Like, what do you... Yeah, I saw that. I was so... Like, it's physically on the screen. Like, even, I get under, I get understand. Wow. I understand that you're going to get into jobs and maybe you'll earn that respect and won't get it. Like, we talked to, I can't remember her last name, Jennifer, the girl from the Raptors Communications. I can't remember her last name for the life of me. Dawson? No. (laughs) Sorry, Jennifer. I don't mean any disrespect. I have the brain of a goldfish. So, Jennifer, who is the director of communications for the Raptors, we got to talk to her in class and we were kind of asking her about those things. And she said, you know, we're a team here and we all do our job and everyone, you know, respects their jobs, but she's also the director of communications. She's not somebody trying to make it in the industry. And Mm -hmm. even the guys that sometimes are saying these things to you have nothing to do with your career. They're guys that you're like casually dating or friends with or things like that. So we thought we'd pull out a few of our DMs and some from others so we could read some of the absolute garbage that we have to deal with on a daily basis. So I'll go first. I'll read one of mine. So what's this one I have? This one says, love the second part of your bio, which is Big Ten. What is it? Something about Big Ten football. SEC fans need not apply. That's the second part of my bio. And then the guy said, your rack is a bonus. Like, okay. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, that's just so rude. Oh, my God. That, that. <laughs> yeah speechless we're speechless because what do you say to that it's like so demoralizing as a female sports fan that even if you do know sports you only get the attention because you're pretty or have boobs or a butt or something like that yeah it's like okay so I got a message a while ago I don't even have it was like an old like bumble tinder thing and some guy is at the time was still at Bronx in sport management and he's like oh like you're in sport management like is that because you want to look at the guys all day and I was like, yeah. what, the guys in, like, the offices that I would be, like, maybe probably working in? Like, the athletes? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about here? Because, like, no, I'm not living my whole career just so I can look at good-looking athletes. Like, thank you. Right? Like, if I want to look at good-looking men all day, I'll work for a modeling agency. Did you ever think of that? Exactly. <laughs> maybe in the movie industry. Like, Seriously. Actors, Ryan Reynolds, please call us. Please. Please. <laughs> But we also Jake Gyllenhaal too. 
but we also got a DM from Ashley. So Ashley sent us about a thousand things that have been told to her, which relatable because you always have to prove yourself for some reason. Like, I don't know why men never have to. And we can't yeah, no, just assume the guys that don't like sports. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. I've even heard it. I've heard it said to you in class even, and I'm sure nobody said it to me because Malcolm, our coordinator already prepped them that I'm obsessed with Ohio state football. So don't even try me. But I remember somebody asked you, Jordan, why do you cheer for the Browns? Like you, you never hear guys asking each other why they cheer for teams. They just respect. Yeah. They cheer for other teams. But when it's a girl, it's like, well, why, why? Cut me some slack, people. <laughs> Literally. And you, it doesn't matter, like, for you, it's because of your dad, and that's like me. But yeah. it, it doesn't matter what your reason is. You shouldn't have to explain yourself why you cheer for a team. Exactly. No, it's, like, it's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but Ashley, she's got a bunch. So these are all quotes. One, oh, you must be an intern. <laughs> I can't talk to her about this project. She's a female. And then she puts literally a project that's part of my everyday job duties. Classic. Do you need help carrying your camera gear? It looks a little heavy. You don't deserve- I will say, real quick, um, in Florida, I was offered for people to carry my stuff that were on my team. And honestly, I let them. Cause like, I can carry it myself. But yeah. fuck it, like I'm kind of, I'm tired. It's hot. I'm in the middle of a spring training game. Like, <laughs> take my bag. I think somebody carried my backpack, but that was only cause I got nailed with a home run. And it was- <laughs> Tender on my Randall back. Randall we were raiding for a ball. Literally. Randall Gritchuk. Gritchuk. <laughs> I don't know why I can't speak English today. Randall Gritchuk, you owe me damages. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. The lawsuit's coming. Seriously. No. Then she said, creepy ass athlete recording me on his phone as I'm trying to do my job and proceeds to take his shirt off afterwards. I think that's the worst part too. Like I was saying, like, I don't remember what we were talking about something in class. We had some visitor we are very blessed to have literally like tens of guests in our class we've had so many amazing guests that we get to hear their insights yeah. but one of them was saying basically women in sports media are divided into two groups which is like oh the yes and the not babes pretty much yeah it was shallow prop wasn't it yeah it was it was in shy's class i think it was or wasn't or in tim's class one of the two it was on one of those days i can't remember for the life of his name class because it was the day that we had greek food <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, we were <laughs> to class. But no, I can't, like I said, goldfish brain. I'm going to have to try and like remember all the people we've spoken to this semester. But he was saying basically women are classified into two groups. It's like the babes and the not babes pretty much. So it's like either you're ugly and you know sports and nobody really cares, or if you're hot and you know sports, then people are going to basically sexually nice harass you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sexually harass you. Pretty <laughs> much. Like, yeah, they're going to be nicer to you because they enjoy talking to you and they want something from you because yeah. you can't just do your job be good at it and be left alone but yeah so Ashley had so many but one of the main points that I loved what she said she said for girls just know like HR rules are put there for a reason if you ever feel like you're being sexually harassed or discriminated or anything like that say something because it's never going to change otherwise and it's a male-dominated industry like you're always gonna have the lower hand unfortunately it is what it is yeah but you had somebody reach out about a panel they were on that you want to talk about? Yeah, so her name's Sasky. I love that name. Um, she said, I once had someone mansplain running a professional women's hockey league to me at an event about professional women's hockey, where I was a panelist as an employee of the country's professional women's hockey league. <laughs> like, classic Speechless. 
The bar is low right now, men. The, the bar's bar is on the floor. <laughs> on the floor. It's beneath the surface. Um, bar is six feet under. Well, like, it's not obviously the same as that, but it's just like, I have, like, I posted a video of me swinging a golf club, whatever, uh, like maybe a month ago. And all these guys commented saying, I don't play golf, but golf, but try this and try that. Like, they're like, they don't even, they've never even swung before. And they were trying to comment and give me like pointers and tips. I was like, yeah. It's just like, they have to mansplain everything. Like, and I've got to give some men credit, not all men, but some men credit. Like, we are very blessed to have very good colleagues who know that we know our stuff and never question us and things like that. And there's other men like, um, I talk about when I got to meet Bruce Arthur and he was so supportive and was like, you clearly know your stuff. Like you don't have anything to worry about. Even Shai Davidi, who's one of our profs, like he was like to me, he's like, you know, you know what you're doing. You've got a good head on your shoulders. Like I'm not worried about your writing or anything like that. Like even our dads, like I know my dad is the reason that I'm into college football and things like that. Like mm-hmm. men play a part in women's sports. Don't get us wrong. We're not saying that, but it's the percentage of men who constantly try to be little women because it's like, I don't know. You don't own sports. Nobody owns sports. If Dr. James Naismith wants to come out from beyond the grave and tell me that I can't like basketball, then maybe I'll stop. But you can't tell me James from Tinder. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I just, it's so tiring. Like, it's not even frustrating at this point. It's just tiring. It is. And then I even started, because I said, like, I still had guys ask me sports trivia after I put this whole thread I up. saw that. It was brutal. And this guy was saying, like, okay, well, where did the Hartford Railers relocate to? And I literally responded. I was just like, are you kidding me? Like, and I kind of came back with a comeback. Instead of answering, because I don't have to answer. I know the, I know the answer. My yeah. professor in university was obsessed with the Hartford Railers. And he did, like, a whole study about, like, border town cities and, like, who they choose to go for or whatever. Yeah. And so I know. But this guy asked me still, like, uh, he asked me the question, and I said, I'm like, hey, like, where do you harass women from your basement? Like, kind of asked back. He's like, the answer was uh, Carolina. They went to Carolina. I'm like, dude, like, I know, but, like, I don't have to answer your questions. And, like, it's funny, because in my DMs, it's still is people asking me questions, and I said, like, I'm blogging you if you're going to keep asking me. Like, you don't do this to any other, like, reporter or any other person in sports. No. Like, you think, like, head of communications for New England Patriots is getting asked who's this person who's that person just like who won in this or anything like that what round did Brady get drafted in in the 2000 NFL draft like no (laughs) I know it's frustrating and it's like people who don't even matter are the ones who are asking this it's people with like 17 followers on Twitter I'm like no offense but who are you honestly it's just so friggin annoying like we there's so many women who we look up to in sports who we want to be like like I know for me Laura Ackman I love her she's an NFL reporter she's amazing she has her galvanized boot camps actually was part of one and it's it's so nice because it's just a bunch of women lifting each other up like going into it I was like this is 20 other women I'm gonna have to beat up for a job someday like was whatever. It no it was on zoom Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was like a month ago or a couple of weeks ago. But oh, okay. you, know, you go into it thinking like, you know, I'm gonna beat all these other women, but it's actually like a sisterhood. And you realize that being a woman in sports media, you really have to have that sisterhood because you're fighting the good fight about people who are gonna put you down all the time and like men. And like I said, it's not all men. There's men who are gonna vouch for you, like us, our classmates. Like they okay. vote for us eleven times out of ten. Like 
I love them. I would do the same for them. They're the most amazing guys. There's going to be other guys who, you know, me and Joe are going for the same job and I'm way more qualified than Joe, but he's going to get it because he's a boy and I'm not. But yeah, I love Laura Ackman. I love Jane Slater. I love Robin Roberts when she tweeted me. Best day of my life. I was in that thread and I was just like, Haley, you there? <laughs> you okay? You breathing? I was like, no, I wasn't breathing, honestly. Aaron Andrews, Aaron Andrews is like who have anchored my career around pretty much, like wanting to be a sign light reporter. That's because of her. And I know like I've met people like Andy Petrillo and she's like, I didn't want to be a sign light reporter. And I was like, well, that's what I want to do. So I don't find that belittling that women have to be a sign light reporter. I want to be down and dirty in the action. And there's people like you who don't even want to be in the action at all. <laughs> this is the most on camera and on microphone recording that I will ever be on. <laughs> Yeah, she it's wants to be behind the camera. You should see her production skills there. Impeccable. Chef's kiss. But you talk a little bit about who inspires you. Okay, so it's pretty funny. Um, who inspires me is Sam Ponder. So not behind the camera. No. <laughs> it's funny because it sounds so weird how I got into it. But when I was at Brock, I knew I didn't want to work in like an office setting. I didn't want to work doing just like marketing or anything like that but nothing wrong with it it just wasn't me and I'm very just creative and hands-on and like I want to be outside actually in the action and when I was kind of in a place where I didn't know though exactly what I wanted to do and I remember my friend was showing me Sam Ponder's Instagram and this is back I think in 2016-2017 and uh she showed me her Instagram I'm like yo, like this cool, like this girl's cool kind of thing, right? Like she's living the dream life here. And I like looked into more what she did, you know? And uh, yeah, no, I, it's kind of weird because it's not even a role I want, but just the fact that like she's, she's faced a lot of criticism. Like yeah. the whole Dave Portnoy situation oh. during Barstool. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's been a couple of instances with Barstool. That's, we also love Barstool. We're not shitting on Barstool 100%. or anything like that. But definitely, there was that one girl, she's actually an Ohio State fan, and I was like, God, she's giving us a bad name. But I guess she, like, the contract said something about, like, basically, you're going to get, like... Wait, did she work for Barstool? No, she was going to, and then she, I guess, said she wasn't going to, because something in the contract basically says, like, you know, you're going to have to kind of put up with that, like, harassment stuff a little bit, but it's for comedy, which Uh is, like, I kind of understand that, you know, if you're going to go work for, like, Tosh.0. Sports company, it makes sense. Something... Yeah, like, I completely get it, but, yeah, I love that all of my sounds are going off right now. My dishwasher, my mom's calling me, crazy. Love that this is happening. We love that for us. We're going to get the cute show. Yeah, other than Sam Ponder, who we got, I'm just going to go open the dishwasher so he keep yelling at me. Um, okay, so when I, I entered for MLSC in my final year of Brock, and being a producer was something that I was looking into. I didn't know I wanted to do it at all, really. It just kind of it was that. It was graphic design. It was just something communications, like journalism-based. And I was able to job shadow. Her name's Angela Sue. She's the content producer for uh, Leaves Nation. Ooh. And so I got to do... So the Leaves did a promo launch for their St. Patrick's Day stuff and it was it was pretty cool because there was not a lot of people there and I was going to go behind the camera I got to help set up the interviews and stuff I like carry like a little light around <laughs> not a lot but carried a little camera around whatever or light around and I just got to see everything she did and all the work she put in for like even just a 
15 minute interview or like even just a night of going around just doing promo stuff because we also did an interview with Sarah Nurse like right back so the fact that she was able to do a promo and do interviews with like Darcy Tucker and then go run and go do one with Sarah Nurse that was pretty cool yeah that's insane so, kind of just like a, it was just getting the jobs out of her that made me realize like that's what I want to do yeah. so yeah same here I'm not one to I think could like take my whole life having some man yell at me being my boss like it's just mm-hmm. not for me we definitely want to make our own rules yeah but speaking within, reason. <laughs> <laughs> within reason but speaking of men telling women what to do some big women's sports news that came out was that the U.S. women's national team lawsuit got dismissed. And I think the thing that baffles me the most about the dismissal of this is that it's because the way they structured their contract, the judge basically said, well, you are making more money than the men. But their base salary is much less than the men. They just make more because they get winnings because they actually win. Like, could you imagine being at a job and having a salary who's way less than your male coworker and you work your ass off just so you can make the same and then your boss goes, well, you make the same amount of money even though you're working 10 times harder? Like, pardon me? I've seen this thing with, uh, yeah, I think it was Yahoo Sports and they tried doing the calculations based off the whole lawsuit and how they structured it. And they were saying like, they're, yeah, the women's team's making more, but they're playing more games than the men's well yeah think per tournament they're playing at least three to four more games because they actually make it out of the round robin like yeah and then there was a whole thing about the bonuses that would have came out of it if the they were saying how if the men's team even qualified and didn't lost every game they still would they would have made way more money because of bonuses yeah it's nuts and like we get that, you know, like the IOC is corrupt and FIFA is corrupt. We know that. But this is literally just the women's national team versus the U.S. Soccer Federation. Like, that's it. Their own country. They can't go anywhere else. They're U.S. citizens. Like, yeah. I don't know what you want them to do. It's not like they're playing at a club and not getting enough money and can go play they for another go. club. Yeah. Like, it's their country. And they don't respect them. And like you just said, the men technically could make more money if they weren't the worst team ever. But I could not tell. Okay, this is so bad. I could not tell you one person on the men's U.S. soccer team. Um, I mean, I don't follow soccer, but, but so, I still I can't, know. I can't really either. Like, I could name, like, five women before I could name a man. I think yeah. – is Landon Donovan still around? He's, like, the only one I can name. I think he's, he's like, 40. Right now. Probably not. <laughs> I, mean, pff, I, like, don't I still know of the women's soccer team and the players on the team. Literally, or like even old players, like I said, like Mia Ham, somebody I've looked up to my whole life, or even like as much as I didn't like her, Abby Wambach, but then you've got Megan Rapinoe, Alex Morgan, Julie Foodie. I mean, she's also on the team with like Mia Ham back in the day, but you know what I mean? Like Julie Ertz, things like that. Like there's so many women's players well, that you can name before you can name one male player. Well, even the same goes for Canada. Like, yeah, and anytime someone says Canadian soccer, I think of Christine Sinclair. I don't absolutely. think of any men. No, or even like Kaylin Kyle back in the day, like Desiree Scott, Lindsay Agnew. It's funny, like I don't want to jump off topic with it, but like with the U.S. uh, team, but we were doing, me and Haley and our colleague Nick, we were doing a presentation about Christine Sinclair's impact, and um, we were told that we should not compare her to Cristiano Ronaldo. Speechless is (laughs) just where I am. (laughs) Like he, it was literally just a stat. A stat is a stat. 
sorry. Like, she has almost twice as many international goals as he does. A stat is a stat. Like, we're not saying Christine should, should be paid as much as Ronaldo or that she has to face the level of competition. But he's the best at his game. She's the best at hers. How can you not compare that? Yeah, like that's what we're comparing. That one of the top women's player, it's like her and Alex Morgan at this point, pretty much. Yeah. Or like Megan Rapinoe, maybe, but Rapino. My apologies. I Rapini. Pene <laughs> rigatoni. <laughs> but like we're just comparing the best and the best, you know? It's like if you're gonna compare like somebody like Michael Jordan and Lisa Leslie, am I saying that Lisa Leslie could be Michael Jordan? No, that is not what I'm saying at all. Not in the slightest, but she's one of the best to play in the WNBA, and he's arguably the best. I'm not going to say, you know, if other people want to do the Kobe or LeBron debate, whatever, but you know what I mean? That's what we're comparing. But, yeah, I think it's just mind-boggling that the argument to throw out the case was that, well, you do make more money, even though you have to work, like, five times as hard as your male counterparts because they suck and they just get to make money because they're males. Yeah. Like. And then I seen was another part that totally got dismissed saying how they're playing at like basically literally I'm like an unlevel playing field they're playing on what artificial turf oh yeah their fields suck women's yeah. fields are nasty yeah and then they're saying how Cabo, I have it here one sec yeah wasn't there a thing about when was it the Pan Am Games or whatever it was in Canada actually there was a field in Montreal that was like subpar maybe it wasn't Montreal there was something where women's game had to be something. postponed because the field quality was just absolutely gross um i swear i just heard it here <laughs> okay i don't have it here my bad but no i i remember reading something like that as well i can't remember where it is either but it's just ridiculousness yeah and then what i okay, there was yeah didn't they say it's because the women's soccer team they didn't want to follow a pay-to-play format yeah they're basically talking about because the way they structured their contract to like i guess get paid a livable wage even when they're not playing they screwed themselves over but it's like they're obviously not going to stop fighting they've appealed it again they're going to go to trial in june so the fight's not over it'll never be over until they get what they want because it's like the title nine fight with women's scholarships like yeah not fair we didn't choose to be born this way like it's not fair that you give out 80 football scholarships and then a women's softball team has to fundraise so they can even travel to a tournament. Like, in what world? Yeah. And, like, I understand that football, especially, like, college football, is a billion-dollar industry. Not a million. Billion-dollar industry. I understand that. But in the same breath, if you're going to take that money and not pay your players, you might as well give other athletes a chance to go to school. Exactly. But... Other women's news, the NWHL is expanding to Toronto. We're very excited about that, especially as we were just talking about the CWHL folding, which was very sad because, you know, people don't fund women's sports. So, <laughs> but speaking of that, a lot of the argument about something like that is, well, the WNBA is only afloat because each NBA team gives them a million dollars. But it's like, look how many people watched the WNBA draft when it was actually broadcasted on ESPN and not ESPN 7 like it usually is yeah but even still like they only showed the first 32 and they would cut to a commercial break when three people were drafted whereas the NFL draft like 
again, we love football. I'm not trying to. getting drafted during a commercial break. (laughs) No, and they televise like seven rounds. Yeah. Like literally, it goes on for four days because you have to see the seventh round, 220th overall pick. But the WNBA literally is cutting off people who they've worked their entire lives for this and they're going eighth overall. And you don't get to see it because it's commercial. Like, oh enough about that we will move on to the nfl draft we know what happened a few weeks ago but this brainchild just was born the other day so our apologies but george you said you had some questions yeah so i have them for you um so i don't follow college football i follow the browns and that's <laughs> basically where my knowledge of football is so it's not the happiest but <laughs> whatever um it's something it's something all right uh, so you're a big Ohio State fan, rep, rep, uh, hang on Sloopy. Is it Sloopy or Snoopy? Sloopy. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I seen like a photo and it was like Snoopy. But anyways, um, <laughs> I noticed that they had a, like one of the highest ranked uh, out, like people being drafted out of Ohio State. And yes. you had, okay, I'm going to butcher some names. I know we're told to not, but please, I have a speech impediment. <laughs> I do. Let her live. Okay, so Chase Young, easy enough. Yeah. And then Jeff Okuda. Okuda's right. Yep. yep, that's right. <laughs> okay. And then, so Joe Burrow came from LSU, but he transferred there, what, his last year from Ohio State? No. So yeah. what happened actually is he graduated from Ohio State. He had a three year business degree at Ohio State. So he's an Ohio State graduate. I think that's oh. where people kind of, you know, they, they just think it's a transfer. You know, you think of Tate Martell, who, LOL, but you think of Tate Martell and he transferred after his either freshman or sophomore year. I can't remember if he redshirted or not, but he went to Miami because he wasn't happy. Joe Burrow literally graduated from Ohio State and then left as a graduate transfer, which I know many people who are graduate transfers because, yeah. you know, they're not getting the playing time and that's why they transfer, of course, because you could obviously probably do a master's degree at the school you just came from. But they're looking for other options. But no, he graduated at Ohio State and then went to LSU. He played for LSU at two years as well because, again, people don't realize because this was his breakout year. He played for LSU last year, but what didn't put up the same numbers. So people didn't really pay attention. But yeah, he's been at LSU for two years. But he definitely was developed at Ohio State. Like, yeah. it's kind of funny because, you know, you think of transfers. It's Justin Fields, Ohio State's quarterback. He's a transfer from Georgia. He lost out the battle to Jake Fromm who went, like, what, fifth round, sixth round, which is kind of hilarious. I hope Justin Fields goes, like, first overall next year just to slap Kirby Smart in the face. But a lot of people don't understand that some people are there for a few years and then are graduate transfers. Like, even I am almost positive Jalen Hurts graduated from Alabama and then went to Oklahoma as a graduate transfer. I think. I could be wrong about that, but I'm almost positive he did. But he, out of high school – Really, nobody was looking at Joe Burrow. He's from Ohio. He was Mr. Yeah. Football in 2014. Nobody was looking at him. Ohio State took a chance on him. Coach Mick and Coach Day developed him for three years. Yeah, he was a backup, and yeah, he lost out to JT Barrett and then Dwayne Haskins, but he developed there for three years. Nobody was going to take him out of high school other than Ohio State, and then he went to LSU. So, I mean, he said it himself in his Heisman speech. He thanked Coach Mick and Coach Day for saying, you know, thank you for taking a chance on me and developing me. But I think it's just funny because people think like, oh, Ohio State fans are claiming Joe Burrow. It's like, no, obviously he had that breakout season at LSU. He won the Heisman. He won a national championship for them. I'm not denying that. And I think people 
think I think lowly of Joe Burrow because I thought he shouldn't have gone first overall. I'm just saying Chase Young should have gone first overall. That's all I'm saying. Joe Burrow could have gone second. That's fine. And Andy Dalton now doesn't even play for the Bengals, so that's that. He'll have fun on the Cowboys. I was the last game. So as a bank, I'm pretty sure it was the last game against the Browns. So flex on them. This is Andy. <laughs> but yeah, he, I just, he definitely was developed at Ohio State. He was there for three years. They're who found him. You know, he's not somebody who played there for a year and then had three breakout years in another school. Like that's not, it's like even Jordan's man, Baker Mayfield, that's a different story because he went to Texas Tech. He wasn't starting. He was a walk-on and then wasn't playing transferred to Oklahoma and then was a stud at Oklahoma and that's who developed him because he wasn't developing at Texas Tech whereas Joe Burrow was at a school for three years graduated and then sought out his options and obviously he had some development at LSU and that's where like how many draft picks just came out of LSU I mean nine came out of Ohio State but LSU had a bunch first and second round also but it's just kind of funny to see people who are like, oh, you just hate him because he went to LSU. It's like, no, I'm very happy for him. And I hope that he turns the Bengals into something because they're trash. The absolute worst. There's like literally him and kind of AJ Green and then like nobody else on the roster. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. But I am very happy about how the draft came out. There were nine Ohio State players drafted, three in the first round. Um, I was kind of shocked. Cool. If you take away Joe Burrow, what? Well, Joe, Joe Burrow would be four, but yeah, what we try to do four, but <laughs> um, three. There was Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, and then Damon Arnett, which kind of came out of nowhere. Like he was not projected at all there. I mean, people should know better by now that Ohio State just produces defenders, so it's a good pick. But he came out of nowhere, nineteenth overall to the Raiders. But then J.K. Dobbins to the Ravens. Wade hates that pick because he. <laughs> He just thought that they're – not that he hates J.K. Dobbins. He just thought that they could have better used their pick, which – I mean, the Bengals could have better used their pick and instead opted to get rid of Dalton, and now I don't know what they're doing with the rest of their team or who their backup QB is or anything like that. But, yeah, it was a good draft overall. I mean, before the draft, in the last five years, there's been 40 draft picks out of Ohio State. Like, if you want to go play in the NFL, you go to Ohio State. That's It is what it is. But what about your Browns pick that you called? Okay, yeah, I was like, I called me an idiot. Absolutely. No, I called it. And mansplaining again. Here we go. I Here we go. I said, I'm like, Browns are going to pick Jedwick Wills. And people were like, nah, like, no, they're not. Who, they were going with uh, Becton. I think a lot of people were saying Becton. Mackie Becton, yeah. Yeah. God, that is a, that's a man. That is a man. <laughs> that is a big boy. <laughs> His mom does soul food. We love you, Miss Becton. <laughs> oh my god, the video of him jumping out of the pool. That was no, that was Tristan Wirfs of Iowa. Oh, it was him. Okay, yeah. well isn't Becton really fast? Too? I'm not sure. One of them had like literally I, like, I only cared about one person in this trip. <laughs> but everyone said you were wrong and you were right. Called it. That was like yeah. me. I said that this is the second time in the last five years that two Ohio State players are going to go top five. And everyone's like, Okuda could slip. Okuda could slip. I'm like, he's not slipping. He's literally the best cornerback available in the draft. Like, you're going to draft him. And the Lions suck, so they're going to try and do something. They're not going to, like, as much as I don't want to belittle them because it's a hard position to play, but there was, like, quite literally, I think, 10 offensive tackles taken in the top 20. Like, offensive tackles come a dime a dozen. 
if you want a cornerback, that was like what the seventh Ohio State cornerback taken in the last couple drafts or something like that. Like it's nuts. They produce quarterbacks, but yeah, people like to mansplain all the time that like especially draft. Nobody knows what anyone's gonna do. Remember when Johnny Manziel literally fell to like twenty seventh overall, even though he won the Heisman, just because like nobody wanted to take him. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was the last person left in the green room in his draft, and now he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Like, the draft means nothing. Yeah, obviously not everyone's going to be a Tom Brady, but, like, Tom Brady, 199th overall, it happens. So, like, yeah, it's frustrating. But you were right. Jordan's always right. You know me. But, yeah, no, um, I'm very happy with that pick. Someone asked me, like, how, what do you think about, like, the Browns, like, roster now? And I was just like, I think I, – I don't want to get hopes up here. This is, you know, I've raised a Leafs fan. I've gotten to the Browns only a few years ago, but getting hopes up is something that happens a lot. Um, but I definitely think that getting Wills, and then we picked up Jack Coughlin. Coughlin. See, speech impediment. Speech She's impediment. trying, people. She's They're trying. trying so hard. Um, can you say half of the MLB players' names because I have a speech impediment? <laughs> I know them. I just can't say them. But anyways, um, no, we got uh, we got right covered, left covered, blind side covered. We're good. I think we're good. Yeah. What did you guys go last year? Five and seven? Or not five and seven, five and nine? Something like that? I don't know. Six and I don't even know math. Me trying to me doing the math Wait, of how many my Instagram caption, I think. One sec, let me find it. I don't know. I'm I just like, like I remember by putting it as my Instagram caption on a photo. No, I'm just like I said, like NFL football is like fourth on my roster of like six and ten. Six and ten, yeah, sixteen to yeah. six. Because college plays twelve, so that's why twelve is always in my brain. Because mm. college plays twelve, and then obviously, if you make the playoff and your conference championship, you play more. But twelve is always in my brain from college. But yeah, sixteen is correct. So yeah. No, I was like the math. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting this wrong right now. <laughs> yeah, me doesn't know numbers, but. We know that the NFL, obviously the draft still happened, but we don't know what's happening with that. But Premier League supposedly is talking about coming back. They're voting on it. There was a little bit of a miscommunication that they were coming back. It hasn't been decided on. They're going to vote on it. Same with Bundesliga. Apparently it was supposed to come back around the 9th, I think, which is what? Thursday? Friday. I was doing math. Oof. What the day is it? <laughs> Friday. Friday's the ninth. Yes, because tomorrow. I think that today was Friday. I'm like, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but there's a few leagues, soccer leagues, talking about coming back. I know, obviously, baseball in South Korea was being played without fans, and I think that's going to be the move for a little while. They're putting that on ESPN now. I think it came out today that they're broadcasting on ESPN. Good, some sort of sport. Thank goodness. Because the only time I'm seeing it is on Twitter. Yeah, same. The only place I'm, I'm like, seeing Korean baseball. That's it. <laughs> But yeah, hopefully Premier League comes back, um, mostly because I just, I mean, nobody's going to catch up with Liverpool. They're going to win the Premier League title. I just hope somebody like knocks them out of Champions League at least. Um, I'm not a salty Arsenal fan. Yes, I am. But yeah, I want some sort of sport to come back. Obviously, football has a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. And we're still waiting a little bit to speak on the MLB's contingency plan, just because we're not sure. We'll talk a little bit more about that near the end. But yeah, we're just, you know, day by day. Obviously, The Last Dance is out. I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. I need to watch it. No, not at all. Because first of all, I 
still have to go to work. I'm essential. <laughs> so I still have to go to work every day except for today. So maybe I'll watch it tonight. But I also started watching Too Hot to Handle. Okay, is that like Love Island? Because I love Love Island and everyone's telling me to watch that. You'll love it. I don't, it's not really like Love Island, but it is if you catch. It's kind of like Love Island meets like Big Brother-ish. Never watched Big Brother. Okay. I, well, it's because they, they play for money. So oh, no, there's money in Love Island. Oh yeah. I haven't watched all of it yet. Cause you remember you told me, I only started getting into Love Island because of you. Like, I don't, <laughs> but no, there's money, but there's rules. Basically they can't have sex or kiss or like touch or they lose money. So that's the point of too hard to handle yeah, is like, it's all these, <laughs> but it's all these like attractive young people and they can't do anything. Even though they're all like scantily clad 24 seven and just want to like I think I seen some of the videos and people were like, this is not, like, they're making it seem like it's a life or death. Like, the people, like, they do. organizing pain. It's like, they do. And they get, like, at one point, they get these stupid bracelets that basically gives them a green light to, like, cheat on the rules. And, like, the one girl's bracelet's not going off, and she's like, I'm going to risk it. <laughs> stupid. But, yeah. I so hope everyone- money, how much money do they get? 100000 Well, they're, they start with 100000 but then they lose it a couple thousand for every like misdemeanor dude if someone offered you just a hundred thousand flat if someone gave me five dollars or not even touch someone I'll literally five dollars is five dollars like <laughs> but I hope everyone realizes also like we're going to be talking pop culture because we yes. love that stuff at the end of the Should day close on that yet <laughs> but um I haven't watched the new bachelor yet that I need to watch like I honestly think I might watch that before the last dance only because i'm so obsessed but i've heard like only bad things and that's why i want to watch it like nobody likes it i watched one episode and i think i'm i'm set for um, life it was horrid like, this are they all musicians yeah but then i kind of question it because then like a girl that was in like my school choir was a lot better than some of the people on that show so <laughs> so ooh, and that so, it's just like it doesn't make sense this is like this is one girl named julia and okay you know love is blind yeah okay so i mean i think everyone knows it now but i made this joke because so my school julia like this guy brandon but brandon like some other girl and the other girl like brandon and julia like brandon so love triangle whatever yeah julia was with this guy named sterling or something like that like he looks exactly what his name sounds like (laughs) like exactly what his name sounds like but she ended up like she wanted Brandon Brandon doesn't want her goodbye but then she keeps crying over Brandon and this new girl while she's with Sterling and they said they're like if you're not committed in love with this person not in love but committed to go like further or whatever with this person then like go home kind of thing yeah she had that opportunity to set sail but no she wants to be on the show so bad and be a singer or whatever He's using this guy, but then she's saying, like, uh, about this Brandon and the other girl, like, you guys are flaunting it in my face. Like, and this girl's like, it's our relationship. We can do what, our, what we want. Like, he picked yeah. me. Like, you, that, it's not a three-way relationship. We can do what we want. Sweetie, you're the side piece, but, like, not even. And then this girl, Julia, says, I don't even care. I'm like, you pulled her aside for a chat. Just for a chat. But <laughs> just for a chat, mate. Just for in it. <laughs> right. What's all this, then? but no it's just it's uh, and then jason mraz is on there and it's oh. just weird it's okay, maybe honestly so watch. weird and then they had uh 
Jojo in what Jordan Rogers. Oh yeah, Jojo and, Fletcher. I love her. She's like the best person to ever come out of the Bachelor. She reminds me of Marion Moore so much. Yeah, but, I can see that. Actually, just how she acts too. She looks yeah. like her and acts like her. I can see that, but yeah, no, I'll have to. I'll probably watch the last dance after I finish Too Hot to Handle, but I'm already halfway through Too Hot to Handle, so like I'm not stopping because it's. I think there's only eight episodes, but. With that being said, we're almost done. I just have one more point before I let Jordan finish this off. But so Sue Bird and Megan Rapino are a couple and they did an Instagram live with Diana Taurasi, who's like one of my favorite WNBA players ever. And she called herself a baby fat baller because she said she had like extra weight on her when she started the WNBA. And then she went into this story about how one time she fell out of a game and went and ate a hundred powdered donuts, like the little mini ones. She ate a hundred of them in the Phoenix Mercury like kitchen. So I will only be referring to myself as a baby fat baller from now on. I thought you meant like baby fat, like the company, like the clothing company. <laughs> Morley Simmons? Shut up. Put it. Morley Simmons, she made that. Wasn't that pastry? No, Kamara Lee Simmons, I think the daughters made pastry. Kamara Lee is like the ex-wife. Yes, the daughters did pastry because I had pastry shoes. I did too at one point. I, got them I literally, <laughs> I've seen like every episode of, what is it called, Run's House? Was that what's Run's House, yeah. I think I've seen every episode. That's embarrassing, but. Those were the days on MTV. Baby fat baller, me. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, oh, let me just cover my camera. <laughs> She said, see ya. She said, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> she said, put the cameras dead. Period. Um, and then, yeah, no, the last point, I guess, I'm just going to talk about the MLB a little. Um, we're going to go more into it depth next week. Uh, I just have a question to end off on. But before I say the question, let me say what's going on. Okay, so there's been a bunch of like contingency plans that have come out. Uh, just regarding the MLB coming back. And I think a statement I seen earlier today said that they're planning for June or July. So that's like a month or two. They said it could be later, but they're planning for June or July. Um, there's been different options. They've talked about doing just Arizona and running through the spring training facility there. I've seen Arizona, Florida, Texas. Okay. And it's like, the thing with that is just, it seems so spring training. And they're like, oh, they would break it down. They would do it like Cactus League versus Grapefruit League. And I'm like, their whole reason of spring training is to get you riled up for the actual season to start. Yeah. I don't want to be stuck in the spring training mentality the whole year. Yeah. No. That just isn't, like, I understand, like, what else can you do during a pandemic and, like, all this happening? But you can do something better. Yeah, just play and then, with no fans. The stadium's gigantic. You're literally going to be six feet apart at all times. Well, they wanted like uh, all the players and staff and everyone, everyone to be in like little bubble hubs, so they don't, so they can limit traveling, which makes sense. Of course, yeah. But it, no, <laughs> no. But then um, there's also a realignment uh, plan that they would be switching from National League and American League to East, West, and Central. So you'd be having 10 teams per division. But that's basically, isn't that the same as just having three spring training destinations? Just like, and they would say that they wanted them, the whole main thing that they want is for players to play at their home diamonds and home parks. That makes sense. Like it makes sense. And like they want them to live at home. But there's a bunch of issues that can co- that just come up with all of this. Uh, we'll talk about it next episode. Personally, I, I'll definitely talk about my opinion way more on it. But 
whole Arizona, Florida, Texas thing. I get it. Don't like it. It's just spring training for months on end, which is cute. It's not baseball. Like it's baseball, but it's not like, it's not regular. Like think about it. How many fans really don't care about spring training? Like (laughs) when when we went to spring training in March, it was literally not like, not just awful, but it was all old people. Yeah, it's people who can, like, afford to go to Florida. And, or like, people that have retired. And live in, in Florida now. Sunny destinations like Florida, Arizona. Like, yeah, that's exactly. who goes. I think I only seen, like, four kids. <laughs> to the, I went to the, the Braves versus Tigers, and it's four kids. <laughs> that's it. The only it. kids in the stadium. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. But we yeah. will go more into that. You guys tell us your thoughts. Yeah all of that also have you ever seen pti and you know how pti at the end of their segment they go through their errors and or like mess ups i didn't mess up i just want to say that i can confirm jalen hurts is a bama grad i don't know why i ever second guess myself because i'm always right but he is a bama grad and a graduate transfer so in that argument same thing he's like joe burrow he developed at alabama and then had some success in oklahoma it is what it is but so we have one more edit from Jord because, you know what, this is our first episode and the fact that we only have two edits is pretty monumental because big brains, you know us, but My arms I'll let her sweaty. speak. Aren't we? Arms are sweaty and mom's spaghetti is going on. Right now, so. <laughs> These are weak. Um, you know, I would just like to say about Jedwick Wills and the Browns. He was not a left tackle. He was a right at Bama, okay? So now he has to convert. But he has not made it an issue because Joe Thomas, before the draft, even said, this is why I said that they were going to pick Jedrick Wills. He was saying that he's going to reach out and help them and stuff like that and be like basically a mentor for him. So, yeah, that, I don't know why I decided to bring him there. Yeah, no, no it's okay. It happened. They had no interest in re-signing Greg Robinson and his 160 pounds of weed. So, it just makes sense. Here's the question. I'm going to put it on Twitter. Yes. So, if the MLB season were to continue in 2020, what potential contingency plan do you think makes the most sense going forward? So put it down on Twitter. And yeah, this was Bonnable. See y'all next week. Bye.